The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Teachers, parents, and students are giving mixed grades to an updated draft of Virginia's history standards prepared by the Yunkin administration. Dozens traveled from across the state to a public hearing in Farmville on Tuesday. Some speakers, like Eric Lambert, said the standards largely ignore the stories of unions and labor. That will lead to a generation growing up without knowledge of lives sacrificed, bloodshed, and the tears and sweat of working people fighting collectively for the better future of their family. A smaller number of commenters praised the document for its emphasis on the United States as the best country in the world, even if it hasn't always lived up to its ideals. Public comments on the proposal are now closed ahead of an April vote by the Board of Education, which has a majority appointed by Yunkin. But board member Grace Turner Creasy said at the Tuesday meeting it's possible the vote could be delayed so the board has more time to review comments. Lisa Coons will become Virginia's next superintendent of public instruction. She's set to begin her new role on April 17th. Coons is currently Tennessee's chief academic officer and previously worked for Metro Nashville Public Schools. Jillian Balow resigned from the top education post in Virginia earlier this month. Governor Glenn Youngkin also announced yesterday that Dale Sturdivan, a Mecklenburg County School Board member, is joining the State Board of Education. As a disclaimer, VPM News is pursuing litigation against the Virginia Department of Education over open records laws. Emails obtained by VPM News show that Virginia Commonwealth University has made changes to its debt collection policies following an investigation on the topic by education reporter Megan Pauley. She has more on these policy changes. VCU convened a committee to address student debt issues in spring 2021 and put forward a series of policy recommendations. Some were approved last year, including the reduction of the school's collection fee. Another change allows students to obtain transcripts and register for classes if they owe the school $500 or less. Previously, that threshold had been $50. VCU Treasurer Denise Lassade helped implement the changes. This is not like a get-out-of-jail-free card. We still have to collect it, but we would not hold their transcript on that. VCU's debt committee continues to meet regularly and floated a number of additional policy ideas, like raising the threshold for when to take students to court over past due balances. Lasad said while those ideas are not currently on the table, the committee is open to making further policy changes. Megan Pauley, BPM News. VCU's proposed School of Population Health was endorsed Tuesday by the state's Council of Higher Education. The school will be mainly focused on advanced degrees, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Planning for the School of Population Health began about two years ago as the pandemic made hiring and retaining public health staff increasingly difficult across the country. The university could hire 18 new employees, including a dean to oversee the department, which has a proposed budget of $19 million. Students who complete coursework would be suited to work for state and local health departments. Twenty years ago this week, the United States invaded Iraq. 
Hundreds of thousands of people died and millions were displaced. Although most fighting is over, the legal pretext for the war still exists and thousands of U.S. troops are still there. VPM News reporter Jad Khalil spoke to some Virginians who lived through the war and now continue to live with it. Military conflicts following the September 11th attacks are sometimes collectively called the Forever War. And for many Virginians, their experience with the U.S. invasion of Iraq still affects them. Daniel Gade deals with the aftermath of the war in his job as the Commissioner of Veterans Services. He's tasked with connecting veterans to benefits. Spending on veterans benefits related to the Vietnam War only peaked uh, a couple years ago. And so we can expect the echoes of the war in Iraq, the war in Afghanistan, the global war on terror, we can expect those echoes for the next 60 or 70 years, really. There are almost 700,000 veterans in Virginia. Gade says many who served in Iraq and Afghanistan are experiencing mental health issues. He cautions against stigmatizing or othering them, but says they need health care. They saw things on the battlefield, they did things on the battlefield, they had things done to them on the battlefield that have continued to affect them and their families since then. You know, those people are struggling and we need to, we need to get those folks the help they need. Gade also served in Iraq. He didn't want to speak for others, but he says his experience made him more skeptical of government. I was very seriously wounded, ended up losing a leg at the hip. And I sometimes wonder, was my sacrifice wasted? And I, I struggle with that a little bit. I think about it a lot. Loss, waste, and pain. Those words also came up when talking to Iraqis who were forced to flee after the invasion and the violence that followed. Not leaving meant that we will be dying in a way or another. And we know that and we remember that. Farah Ibrahim lives in Charlottesville. She was working at an Iraqi university in Baghdad when the U.S. invaded. Personally, I feel guilty about the other people that we left that they didn't join us. Her husband, Mahmoud Daoudi, was also working at the university. I'm trying like to forget what's it's happened because our life is changed forever. Daudi describes starting a new life as relearning everything, as opposed to just adjusting, even for an educated English speaker like him. Sometimes I, I, I have to Google the terms and find out what what's that mean. Uh, if uh, like insurance bill is coming, I want to know what's, what's in the fine print there. There's a lot of things. We still we want to learn it. The couple have an acute awareness of the pain their friends and family feel because of their own experience with loss. Dowdy's father died. Ibrahim talked about her mother, who lost a son, her brother, to sectarian violence after his name gave his sect away. Ibrahim was pregnant at the time, so she experienced his death as a mother, she says. Imagine like a mother naming her child and knowing after she lost him that naming him had caused her to lose him, and that never goes away. A few months after her brother's death in 2006, Ibrahim moved from Iraq to the United States. Her four-month-old daughter was with her, and Ibrahim talks about the crushing difficulty of sharing what Iraq was like with her. Everything she has been exposed to about where she came from, where she was born, is negativity and, and sadness, and there was no opportunity to, like, put that idea of the life that we at least were introduced or, or learn about what it means to be an Iraqi versus someone from another country. And Ibrahim says she doesn't know how to get that opportunity back. Jad Khalil, VPM News. 42 enormous busts of past U.S. presidents that last saw visitors in 2010 will again be on display. 
The statues were originally part of a now-defunct attraction at President's Park in Williamsburg, according to WTKR. Howard Hankins, who owns the busts and built the park, says once he moved them to his 600-acre plot of land in James City County, people kept finding ways to take pictures of the heads. Hankins says he's working with county officials to open his property to display the busts beginning April 8th. There are no plans to build additional statues. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.